everybody, Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Ackeson podcast at justthenews.com. I hope you'll check out all the Just the News podcasts. You can find a list of them on the homepage at justthenews.com and listen to them wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Today, what that controversial Maricopa County, Arizona 2020 election audit really found and what the reporting tells us about what's wrong with the media today. It never ceases to amaze me how far so many in the news have deviated from what I consider traditional regular news reporting. Now, when you hear something reported or you read about something online or see it on TV, you have to wonder how much of it is true or whether any of it is true. Or if you're like me, I've now learned that when there's a prevailing narrative that so many of them are saying and using the same words over and over again, it's likely the opposite of what you've heard. Sad to say, but that's the lesson of the past few years. So when word came out that the famous or infamous Maricopa County, Arizona audit was about to finish, and there were these conflicting reports about what it was going to show and what it did or didn't prove, it once again became a lesson in you can't believe everything you read and you hear. The first thing I noticed is I started to hear on the news, many news reports that claimed to know this audit was finished and that it showed that Joe Biden actually beat Donald Trump by even more votes than they thought in Maricopa County, Arizona, where this audit was being conducted. The stories were saying that a hand recount proved not indicated or showed, but proved that Joe Biden won the state fairly and squarely by even more than had been thought in the first place. And therefore, said the reports, the whole audit was a bust for Trump-loving Republicans or other Trump supporters, maybe some of them not being Republicans. And that was pretty interesting. But before long, if you know where to still look for Donald Trump's comments, even though he's banned from social media and the propagandists have tried to make it very difficult for him to be found, there were some statements or comments being put out by Trump and the folks surrounding him that said, not so, that there was more to this audit, and wait until it comes out, he was advising people, it would show something quite different than what had been reported. Well, oftentimes, the past couple of years, Donald Trump has proven right when he said things like this, and too often, unfortunately, the media has been proven drastically wrong. So... When this audit finally came out, I wanted to, as I often do, read it for myself and see what it really said. Did it really prove that Joe Biden won Arizona by even more votes than we thought? Or did it show, as Donald Trump suggested, that there had been a lot of questions and potential fraud in Maricopa County? Before I talk about some of the findings, I want to say part of what interests this me may not be exactly what interests you, if you're looking at what happened in the election and maybe were there places where there was fraud or improper ballots cast, remember there was never a broad, widespread investigation into all of this. There are little piecemeal efforts going on all these months later across the country in some places. But I was more interested because I follow, as you know, 
media reporting, what's happened to the news, how we've become so broken, particularly since about the 2016 time period. So I'm interested in this, not because I'm trying to show you today whether Donald Trump won or lost Arizona fairly and squarely, but how the media reporting on it, like so many other things, proved to be so wildly wrong, which is a bigger lesson for all of us as we try to get accurate information. So according to official results, to remind you, Joe Biden beat Donald Trump in Arizona in a very close race by a margin of 10,457 votes. Now, I looked at the audit of votes in Maricopa County, just one county in Arizona, and Donald Trump was right in terms of it not proving that Joe Biden won the race fairly and squarely. In fact, it questioned 57,722 ballots. That's more than five times the number that Joe Biden supposedly beat Donald Trump by. And maybe he well did, because this audit doesn't prove Trump did or didn't win or Biden did or didn't win, but it certainly questions a lot of votes. One caution in interpreting the results that question or flag potentially invalid ballots, auditors in the audit did point out that it's unlikely every adjustment if made would have favored a single candidate. That means we cannot assume, for example, even if you are a Donald Trump fan, that all 57,722 question votes would have been removed from Biden's tally or credited to Trump. But nonetheless, discrepancies of that size in one county alone in Arizona are large enough to suggest that there's a possibility they could have made a difference in the outcome of the statewide tally. So it's very unclear why most media reports declared, contrary to the evidence, that the audit somehow confirmed that Biden won the Arizona race by even more than we thought. Now, I would urge you to read the audit yourself and draw your own conclusions if you'd like to know more. We'll talk a little bit about it, but you can find this online or you can just go to CherylAckison.com and search Maricopa County and you'll find a short story I wrote that links to the audit itself at the end of the page. So you don't have to believe what people reporting are trying to tell you, you can look at the evidence as I urge you to do and draw your own conclusions. But I will tell you an embarrassing little secret inside my industry that I'm not proud of. I can tell you that many in the news today, they don't read the source evidence. They don't look at the original interview. They don't watch the full hearing. They simply recirculate or regurgitate what has been reported by somebody else. It's kind of like that old TV commercial where someone says, I told two friends and they told two friends and they told two friends. And you know how a story can change even more as it goes on down the line. Well, if the people down the line never look at the original material, they don't really know the truth of the matter. And I think that's a very dishonest way to report. If you don't really know what you're reporting about, but you read a wire service story or something the New York Times said, or something that was on cable news, especially when we know for a fact that these formerly reputable news organizations have been wildly wrong and misinformed with bad sources and disinformation in the last few years. It's more important than ever for journalists to go to the original sources and see for themselves. Yes, it can be time-consuming, but don't pretend that you've looked at something or write about it when you haven't. But this is why I think so many reported initially that this audit proved Joe Biden won, 
because there was a hand recount of ballots that was similar to the original recount of ballots. And because those numbers were close enough, people declared, hey, nothing amiss here. But a hand recount of ballots that doesn't examine whether there were improper ballots or whether people voted who shouldn't have, that doesn't really get at the heart of the issue at all. It proves nothing. If people had bothered to read the audit, they would have found some concerns flagged, and some of them are serious concerns. Let's go over a couple of them. And you don't have to believe the audit. I'm not here to convince you that the audit is 100% accurate. You can say to yourself, well, these were a bunch of people who liked Donald Trump who conducted the audit. I don't choose to believe it was an honest audit. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. I'm just going to tell you what the audit said versus what the media said the audit said, which is where I have a problem. So the audit found that none of the various systems related to elections had numbers that would balance and agree with each other. And in some cases, these differences were significant. It says there appears to be many ballots cast from individuals who had moved prior to the election, not valid votes. Files were missing from the election management system server. Ballot images on the server were corrupt or missing. Remember that evidence is supposed to be maintained. Logs appeared to be intentionally rolled over, and all the data in the database related to the 2020 general election had been fully cleared. Okay, that's a problem. That's supposed to be preserved. Why are they clearing out the evidence and rolling over the logs? On the ballot side, said the audit, batches were not always clearly delineated. Duplicated ballots were missing the required serial numbers. Originals were duplicated more than once. And the auditors were never provided chain of custody documentation for the ballots for the time period prior to the ballots movement into the auditor's care. The auditors say this all increased the complexity and difficulty in properly auditing the results and added ambiguity into the final conclusions. Also, Maricopa County did not cooperate with the audit. And because of that, said auditors, the majority of these obstacles would have been easily overcome, but could not be. That's not all. The county, they said, withheld subpoena items, their unwillingness to answer questions that were normal between auditor and auditee was an outstanding problem. And in some cases, they actively interfered with audit research. The county prevented a complete audit. I want to go back for a moment to chain of custody. This, we know, is a documented problem in numerous places around the country in the 2020 election and probably in other elections, quite frankly, where there's not a chain of custody. This is required. People may consider that a small matter. But think about it. If one cannot prove the security of the ballots from place to place, as the law requires them to be held, then all bets are off. There's a reason there are chain of custody rules where certain people are supposed to supervise the ballots at all time, and or they are to be sealed and not looked at. All of a sudden, though, we know about in many jurisdictions, there were places where ballots appeared from nowhere, or at least they couldn't be traced. Ballot boxes or holding containers had been opened and not sealed. They were not transported with the proper supervision. There's supposed to be certain people, not just one political party carrying them in the trunk of their car. All kinds of problems. So according to the auditor's There were problems here with chain of custody documents, not a small thing. Now, there is an interesting chart 
in the executive summary of the audit document under findings summary. And the chart is intended to give us an idea of how many ballots were impacted by a particular problem and how important the problem that they flagged was. Let me go through a few of them. There are a lot of them, but I'm going to go over the ones that they deem to be critical and of high interest, maybe a couple of the medium severity ones as well. But first of all, under the topic of mail-in ballots voted from prior address, which should not be allowed and should not be happening, mail-in ballots voted from prior address, ballots impacted 23,344. Remember what I told you? Joe Biden won the whole state of Arizona with fewer than 11,000 votes, according to the official results. So mail-in ballots in this one county voted from prior address number 23,344. Next category, potential voters that voted in multiple counties, more than once, 10,342. So we're already talking about 33,600 votes plus just in these two categories. Again, in a state, Biden won by fewer than 11,000 votes. More ballots returned by voter than sent out. How could there be more ballots returned than sent out? Well, ballots impacted 9,041 in that category. Going on down the list, with no estimate of ballots impacted here, the audit notes the election management system database had been purged improperly from voting machines or the voting system. Election files had been deleted. There were corrupt ballot images. Now back to where they could tell you how many ballots were impacted. Official results do not match who voted. That's 3,432 more duplicates than original ballots? That shouldn't be. How can there be more duplicates than original ballots? That impacted 2,592 votes. In-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County, they're not supposed to be voting, 2,382. Voters who moved out of state during the 29-day period preceding the election, which should disqualify them from voting in Maricopa County, but 2,081 of them did. So there are more, but those are, you know, there are deceased voters. There are duplicate voter IDs, people who voted under the same voter ID, different people. There are serial numbers of ballots used more than once when there's only supposed to be one unique serial number affiliated with a particular ballot. All kinds of problems. After a short break, we will look at a couple of very specific problems that point to fraud. Tasks, deadlines, and projects. What if your teams had a tool that brought everything together? Trello is the project management tool that powers collaboration for over 2 million teams across the globe, including 80% of Fortune 500s. Trello brings teams together by tracking daily to-dos and provides a high-level view across projects and teams. From product development and design to support and production, Trello helps all teams move their work forward together. Thousands of IT admins around the world trust Trello to keep their work safe. With Trello, your teams will have access to hundreds of top-tier integrations they can rely on. A big reason why Trello is top-rated for employee satisfaction. It's where companies do their best work. Trello for enterprise. Learn more by visiting trello.com slash for enterprise. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com slash for enterprise. 
If you go to CherylAckeson.com and search under Maricopa County, you will not only find the article that will link you to the executive summary of the audit that we're talking about today, but another article will come up that I wrote that has examples of allegedly invalid Maricopa County votes in the 2020 election because the audit took the time to delineate some very specific examples with images of these ballots that are being questioned. So here's one of them. The image shows that this is an early voter using an early voting ballot. And at the top of the ballot, there is a unique identifying number associated with the ballot. And there's only supposed to be one ballot like this with this number on it. In this case, it happens to be 13-0026-977. Well, lo and behold, two voters voted using the same number. Shouldn't be possible. One of them was named Jay Taylor. One of them was named Jay Lancaster. They have different birth dates. They have different addresses in Arizona, one in Gilbert, Arizona, one in Phoenix, Arizona. But both of them somehow used a ballot that had the same identifying number on it. The audit went on in the next example to say, just as no two voters should share an AFFSEQ number, that number I told you about a moment ago, no two voters should share a voter ID number either. The county confirmed for the audit that voter IDs in Maricopa County are generated automatically and that they are never reused. Well, here's an example where they found that there are two voters not only sharing an AFFSEQ number, but they're also sharing a voter ID number. The name A. Santos Valencia is somebody who registered to vote according to the county records on September 25th, 2018 with a certain number on his registration form and a certain voter ID number. Well, there is an image in the audit that shows his voter ID number is also associated with a female named K Star, someone living at a different address. This unknown person using Mr. Santos Valencia's original voter ID number voted in the 2020 general election using a mail-in ballot and Mr. Santos Valencia voted in person on election day. So two votes using the same number on the registration form and using the same voter ID number. So based on what I read to you, and you can look at more detail yourself, you can see that this audit far from confirmed or proved that Joe Biden won fairly and squarely in Maricopa County. It raised tens of thousands of issues or issues with tens of thousands of ballots. And now that you know that, let's look at One story written by CNN, someone named Eric Bradner and Anna Maha or Maja Rappard. Here's how they played it. Sham Arizona audit restates Trump lost. And it goes on to say, CNN, the final report produced by Cyber Ninjas, the company hired by Arizona Senate Republicans to conduct a months long partisan review of the 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County in the 2020 election shows that the results of reviewers' hand recount are nearly identical to the county's tally. Well, that's true, but I wouldn't say that's the headline in the report if you actually read the report. This so-called news report goes on to say, still the report is certain to be used as propaganda by Trump and his allies 
to push for more restrictive voting laws and further investigations into the 2020 election, both in Arizona and in other states. And then the article goes on to say that there was a hearing, and both before and during the hearing, elections experts debunked virtually all of the claims Cyber Ninjas and its subcontractors made about the ballots they characterize as questionable and Maricopa County's handling of cybersecurity. Now, how should that have been reported? Well, in a straight news report, CNN may, may say that there are election experts who disputed the claims by Cyber Ninjas, but certainly to take the position that the experts debunked the ballots that have been characterized as questionable. CNN doesn't know that. They didn't do any original examination of their own of every ballot and come up with their own conclusions as experts. They're simply relying on what one side or the other side's saying and yet then taking a position as if they know one side is correct and the other side is not. Let's look at another report from KJZZ, someone named Ben Giles. It says that a widely criticized GOP-led review of the 2020 election in Maricopa County concluded that Joe Biden received more votes for president here than Donald Trump. The announcement, it says, was a blow to Trump supporters and even the former president himself who've latched onto the so-called Arizona audit as evidence the election was rigged. But the report presented Friday threw cold water on the grandest claims of fraud. And then nowhere in this story... Does it go on to talk about the findings in the report, the things that you and I just spoke about, the tens of thousands of questioned ballots, not even mentioned? And here's one more for you from Reuters News Service. It says, Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election to Joe Biden in Arizona's most populous county. A review of results by his allies in the Republican Party has reaffirmed capping a widely panned effort spurred by Trump's false claims of voter fraud. Well, that's simply false. The audit did not reaffirm that. The audit, in fact, questioned many, many ballots and couldn't say, in large part because they weren't allowed to conduct a thorough review, what the results really should have been. This kind of makes me want to say, this is why we can't have nice things. By that, I really mean this is why so many people feel like they can't believe what's reported in the media. And then if you expand that on a larger scale, when you have false information, as we've seen, put out by public health officials and CDC and political figures in addition to the media, we're in sort of an information credibility crisis right now where nobody knows exactly what they can or should not believe. And I know that we don't all have time and you don't have time to look at original sourcing for everything, nor can you even find it because the big tech censorship that's led by corporate and special interests who want to censor things and direct your attention toward things or away from other things, they make it where it's hard to find the original information that could tell you the truth about something or could give you insight into whether something's true or false. They're so busy labeling something that may be true as if it's false or removing it from the internet so that you can't see it, it makes it harder and harder for all of us to access real information. But I would say on the plus side, just knowing that is helpful. And knowing that when so many in the media are trying to direct your attention towards something or more likely away from something else, that's probably where we need to look. That's where an important truth might be found, something that powerful interests have decided could hurt their cause 
or make you believe something other than what they want you to think. If we turn their propaganda into that kind of guidance for ourselves, if we understand when they tell us to look away that we should look there, or when they're pointing us in one direction, maybe we should look elsewhere, then we've turned the propaganda on its head and we've actually made it useful to us in our pursuit of facts and information. I try to do as much of this as I can, not just on my program Full Measure, but at CherylAckison.com. I may post original source material, studies, audits, information, not so that you will necessarily decide one way or another about something. It doesn't matter to me what you decide, but so that you can access information that may otherwise be hard to find, that you can find something that powerful interests are hoping you can't find. And toward that end, you can go to CherylAxon.com and click the censored tab at the top, and you will find information there that other people are trying to censor, links to places that have been banned online, topics and information, some of it political, but having to do with Democrats, some Republicans, some not political at all, some of it scientific information. This list could be much longer. I don't have the time to put everything on there, but I've certainly put some thought-provoking and interesting items and people and subjects on there. So again, CherylAxon.com. Look under the censored tab if you're curious. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you check out the other podcasts at justthenews.com. Also look for my other podcast, Full Measure After Hours. And if you like what you hear, please leave a positive review and share it with your friends. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. All right, folks, all of you know the story about my crick in my neck and how I bought a MyPillow a few years ago and all of a sudden my neck just healed up. In fact, the orthopedist couldn't figure out what the heck had John done. I, it was simple. I just bought one of Mike Lindell's pillows and I all of a sudden found I wasn't sleeping right on my pillow. Mike's pillows did the trick. Well, guess what? He's done it again. He's got something new. He's now introducing his new My Slippers. You want the best slipper ever, the best foot experience late at night? Well, Mike has got, he took over two years to develop this. He designed it to wear this slipper indoor and outdoor all day long. It's comfortable, it's durable. It's made with My Pillow Foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue in the slipper. And it's made with quality leather suede. They look good. They feel good. They wear good. For a limited time now, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. You will also receive a free book with any purchase. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some for the whole family. It's a great gift, especially heading into springtime. So here, here's what you do. You go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's easy to remember, right? The promo code JUSTNEWS and you will get... Deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and of course, the MyPillow towel set. And don't forget, y'all want those My Slippers. You gotta have them. They're incredible. Here's another way you can take advantage of this. You can call 800-951-3715 and use the promo code Just News when someone picks up. Call 800-951-3715. Use the promo code Just News. Pretty simple stuff for the best slipper sheet pillow experience of your life.